Welcome back again to the LBC 2024 Bible Reading Plan Podcast. This is Pastor Jonathan White, and today we will be uh, discussing Job chapter 38 as we look at what God himself has to say about who he is as creator. The book of Job is really uh, the story of this man who uh, faced all the difficulty that this life could offer, right? As Satan comes to God and uh, convinces God to allow him to basically ruin all of Job's earthly life in hopes that Job would then uh, renounce his faith in God. And and we see this story play out, right? And Job's friends come around him and they have this discussion over why these things are happening, right? Maybe one of the options is that God is, is not a just God. Maybe one of the options is that God is just um, but Job has done something to deserve this this punishment, this these awful things that have happened to him. And then we get a third option discussed late in the book from one of Job's friends that says both may uh, can work in the same sense together, right? That maybe God is just, and that Job has not done something to earn this this punishment, but that God is working out something. And that's the closest to the truth of the three options. And in the midst of all these long discussions back and forth, we see. Just a lot of uh, of difficult conversations had, a lot of pain f- uh, faced by Job. And now, uh, as we get to Job uh, chapter 38, we see that the Lord is going to speak. Uh, and it says that the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind, right? We see God manifest his presence in lots of different ways throughout Scripture. And now he's showing up in this whirlwind, letting his, his power be known to not only Job, but the friends that are there as well. And and God begins this this basically just... I, I hesitate to call it a rant, but it's almost this rant against these these men, right? It's this series of, of rhetorical questions that really just serve the purpose to make it clear that that man will never understand what is on the mind of God apart from God himself revealing his thoughts to us. God asked these questions like, Who is this who obscures my counsel with ignorant words? Get ready to answer me like a man when I question you. You will inform me. What a, what a he calls these men out from the start, right? He he wants to know who do you think you are that you can come to me questioning my ways. He says, "Where were you when I established the earth? Tell me if you have understanding." So immediately he he calls out these men as even failing to understand who God is as Creator, right? He's showing them that this gulf that is between man and God is insurmountable, right? There is nothing that we can do on our own to bridge this gap of, of God's majesty and his power and his gloriousness and our own uh, finite minds, right? Our own finite lives. There is nothing that we can do to bridge this gulf between us. God continues to, to offer these rhetorical questions, right? He says, who fixed its dimensions? Who stretched a measuring line across it? Who supports its foundations? And he moves throughout all of, of the different parts of creation, right? He talks about not only the earth, but he talks about the seas. He talks about the animals within it. He talks about, again, uh, the visible and the, the invisible things of creation, right? In verse 17 of, of, of chapter 38, he says, Have the gates of death been revealed to you? Have you seen the gates of deep darkness? So God is, again, showing him that that he is the creator not only of the visible world, but the invisible world, and that we have no ability on our own to comprehend his his holiness his majesty his bigness so the question really comes down to as as god continues on asking these rhetorical questions as he lays out all the truth of who he is as creator master ruler of of all that there is the question comes down to who are you going to trust who will job trust in this moment will he trust the words of his friends who fail to even 
come close to comprehending who God is? Or he, is he going to trust God, who is the creator and, and ruler of all that is seen and unseen? We even we, we get throughout the book of Job a lot of these questions and now the rhetorical questions that God is asking. And we see how limited man's understanding is. And I think even we today, we feel the weight of that, right? As we wrestle with, with who uh, God is. We wrestle with what God's doing uh, in this world today. We struggle uh, to, to, re- to understand the fullness of who God is. And what we fail to sometimes realize is that that's intentional, right? God uh, doesn't desire for us to understand things the same way uh, that he does on the same level that he does. If he did, then we would be uh, like God, right? That's what we see in creation, right? In the garden, when when God says that if Adam and Eve eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, then they will be made like God. He does not desire that for us, his creation, right? He is above us. He is far greater than us, far holier than us. And, and that separation is something that we can never cross on our own. So what this text is trying to get us to understand as we look at God as creator and ruler of all of creation, both visible and invisible, is that a better view of our world, a better view of of creation and our role in it and our responsibility in it, a better view of those things comes from a bigger view of God, of him, a bigger view of who he is and his characteristics, right? As we try to approach who God is, as we try to wrestle mentally with the truth of God, we cannot get close. And as we have to come to a, a better understanding of our world, we do so by getting uh, and having a bigger view of who God is. And as we do so, this is really, it's just overwhelming in like the best way, right? When we wrestle with these deep truths of God, these things that, that God is speaking of in Job 38 and 39, it does overwhelm us, right? And we see that it overwhelms Job, but it doesn't overwhelm him to the point of, of sorrow or to rejection, right? It overwhelms him to the point of, of comfort, right? As we think upon the greatness of God, as we think upon his works and his majesty, it should lead us to be comforted and at peace with who he is because this good, big, holy, mighty, majestic God desires to know us, desires to love us and wants us to know and love him. So it should be a comfort to you this morning that God's majesty is not confined by our ability to understand him, right? His His grace to us uh, is not measured by our ability to process out the works that he is doing in this world, but he gives all these good gifts to us freely because of his love for us. That's who this God is. That is the way this God has created uh, all things visible and invisible to work in this world. And as we dwell upon these things, we have to understand that the better view of the world that we so desperately need comes from a bigger view of who God is. So let your view of God be big this week as we understand more of who he is in scripture and let it comfort you to know that God is far bigger than our earthly, sinful, finite minds can ever comprehend. And as we keep pressing into God's word in 2024, allow your view of God to become so big that it then just comforts you and motivates you to the point of going out and sharing those truths with the whole world. I'm thankful for our time together and we'll look forward to talking with you next time. God bless.